0: This is Dr. Mubeen Sayed with one more episode of Long Story Short with Dr. Bean from the FLCCC platform. So today's study is fascinating. I think this news we all know that vaccinated have spike protein in their blood. I have done a study in the past where we showed or the study demonstrated that the messenger RNA is present in the local lymph nodes for months after the vaccination. Here this study will demonstrate a method to figure out the spike proteins circulating in the blood circulation and in other tissues even present even 118 days after the point of the study was not to say there is spike in the blood or not they were trying to present a mechanism for how to detect the spike itself remember in the past we had been talking about that how do i find out if i have spike in my blood spike protein in my blood or my tissues And the idea was to look at the memory B cells or the T cells or the circulating cells, or maybe try to figure out the S1 present in the monocytes from Dr. Bruce Peterson's work. However, there was no clear cut way of figuring out the spike generated by the vaccine to be present in the blood. So, this is that study where they present a method to do that. And as they present that method, they use that method as well to show that people who are vaccinated have spikes circulating, some of them, 50% of them, have spikes circulating in their blood even 118 days afterwards. So let's look at this fascinating study. So first of all, this is the FLCCC. And if you see here, there are treatment protocols, there is medical evidence, COVID resources, education and events, news and webinars, and other things over here. Plus, there is a fundraiser that is going on as well, and you can help if you can. Now here, is the study printed in Wiley online library. The date of the study, look, it is 31st August, 2023. The researchers are mostly from Italy. The study is detection of recombinant spike, recombinant spike meaning this artificial spike that we make with the mRNAs in the blood of individuals vaccinated against SARS-CoV-2 possible molecular mechanisms. I'm not super convinced for the mechanisms, but these are interesting mechanisms. So we'll see them together. All right, so with this, let's start with my drawings. So again, this is the study we're going to talk about some context to build. So here are two spike proteins. This spike right now encircled. This is the spike protein produced by the SARS-CoV-2. And this on the right side is or currently encircled is the spike protein produced by the vaccine. Most of the vaccines. And if you see here, these two little uh, red areas, this is pre-fusion stabilizing mutations done on the spike protein. So what happens is that on the spike protein, there are two amino acids that are replaced with prolines. And those proline replacement cause a mutation in the spike protein and it cannot open up in the open conformation or binding conformation. The reason for this mutation, we call it pre-fusion stabilization. The reason for this stabilization is that the spike would appear closed to our immune system, and immune system will make antibodies and kind of attack it. The question is: can we use this area to detect circulating spike in the blood months after the vaccination? So, what the authors did was the following: they took Trypsin, this little monster over here, is an enzyme present in our body and we can buy it separately as well. And what it does is it breaks bonds between amino acids. Essentially, it is a scissors and its function is to cut proteins. So imagine if we have spike protein as a protein and we put this monster trypsin on the spike protein, it is going to digest it by cutting it down into smaller pieces. So let's very quickly look at the rationale of the study. They said trypsin, so this little monster, actually it doesn't look like this when you see it under the microscope or when you see the molecule. Trypsin is an enzyme belonging to the class of hydrolases. Hydrolases are that break the protein by adding water to it, capable of reducing proteins to smaller polypeptides by proteolytic cuts, with specificity for arginine and lysine. So, you take the peptides, peptides are small proteins or proteins, and then they break them by breaking the bonds between arginine and lysine, and that would cut the protein into smaller units. Synthetic spike protein and natural spike protein can thus be distinguished as they produce different triptych digestion products. And why is that the case? So, let's first look at that. So, here, I have acted as that little monster for you, the trypsin. And here on this side and circle protein is the original or organic spike protein. And the trypsin has acted on it and it has broken up various bonds in it, which has caused the protein to break apart. And if you see here, this part, if I go back two slides, this part here, notice in that diagram that how this part has become broken. And of course, in this diagram, or in this protein, because there is a mutation, trypsin is going to have trouble cutting here. And because of that, the broken down units of the spike protein are going to be different. So let's go back to that diagram. So here, notice the difference between them. Here, on the vaccine-generated spike, you can see a larger chunk produced because trypsin was not able to cut at the two proline areas so what happens is in natural spike when you put trypsin on it smaller units are formed especially of this area and these units if you see here are called LKD and VEA EVQIDR this depends upon the amino acid sequence present there so this area I have marked it as this part and this part there are two smaller parts that are separated On the other hand, when you put trypsin on pre-fusion stabilized spike protein that is produced by messenger RNA, for example, then trypsin is not able to digest it very well. So a larger, it breaks down other parts, but not this part. So a larger protein unit is produced called LDPPEAEVQIDR. So that is the larger unit, which I have tried to Depict over here. So, I guess from here it becomes easier to understand how we can find out if somebody has spike protein. If you take their tissue or the blood or interstitial fluid and you put trypsin on it and then you look for LDPPEAVQIDR units, then you are sure that there is spike protein number one and that spike protein is vaccine generated. So after creating this method, and this spike protein cannot be COVID generated, there is no way COVID will have two proline prefusion mutation automatically appear in it. That is why there is no way that trypsin will have the same problem of digesting and cutting over here. That is why there is no way that these, this unit can be matched somehow in the natural spike. So then what did they do? So they took smaller groups of people. There were 20 people who were unvaccinated and uninfected. Then another 20 people who were vaccinated. Another 20 people who were infected only. And then what they did was they took their dry blood spots. What that is, just like you take a little drop of blood for glucose monitoring, a tiny drop of blood is taken. This is a method that was created in 1960. A tiny blood drop is taken and then it is put on a paper, blotting paper. Then that paper is sent to the lab. So the problem with this one is that it is a very tiny amount of blood. However, for their need, this was sufficient. This blood spot could be collected by the individual themselves and then placed at minus 20 degree freezer and then it was processed. Of course, they were not looking for the red blood cell or other cells structures in there. They were looking for the proteins and then going to break those proteins to see what kind of proteins are present and if there are proteins generated by the vaccine if these are present. So what they did was they took that blood and after the vaccination, they looked at blood 69 days after and apologies for the spelling mistake here. And they saw that even up to 187 days, these vaccine spikes, those bigger units, were present. 50% of the biological samples, 50% of the samples collected from the individuals had the spike protein and minimum detection was 69 days. So at least 69 days the spike protein was present in the circulation and then up to 187 days as well. So then they have this postulation for why did this happen and they have a few theories I am not super sure that I agree with those theories. However, one of the theories is very important. So let's start from the top here. This is actually their diagram. So the first theory is that somehow the messenger RNA from the vaccine becomes reverse integrated into the cells and now those cells are producing spike protein forever. This is their one hypothesis. They say by themselves that it is a difficult thing that this would have happened. Second theory is that somehow because the messenger RNA of the vaccine is actually a modified mRNA because the uridine in there is actually further synthetically treated so that to reduce its decay. And they're saying it is possible that because that messenger RNA is changed and it has to resist the decay, maybe in some people and some batches may not decay very well. And now messenger RNA is just sitting in the body for a long time and it is helping to continuously produce new spike proteins. Or the whatever messenger RNA was present, as it was changed, pseudoviridin was used, maybe the resulting spike is something that is resistant to digestion. So that is their second theory. The third one is very interesting for me. And I feel that some individuals have actually found benefit from this mechanism although it has not fully postulated yet. That mechanism is that possibly when we have the vaccine and the messenger RNA is circulating in our blood that goes to our gut and becomes integrated or is picked up by the microbiome of the gut and I feel that may be possible because we know that even SARS-CoV-2 sheds into the fecal matter For up to 59 days after the ending of the symptoms now is that because it is sitting in the cells of the lining of the gut or these are just debris present in the lining of the gut or is it microbiome that has eaten up the SARS-CoV-2 and is working with it here the researchers think that messenger RNA would have been picked up by microbiome then they say that the microbiome is known to come out of the gut and circulate in the blood so maybe it is the microbiome carrying this messenger RNA, helping make new spike proteins and now circulating in the circulation as well is seeding the circulation with new spike proteins. So even if we say all of these mechanisms are incorrect, still the demonstration of the spike present in the blood and the method that can be used to repeat this is an amazing science that they've done and is a scary thing for me to see that it is actually possible that the vaccine generated spike stays in circulation for months after the vaccination. So this is the discussion. Thank you very much for tuning in and I would see you next time.